Good morning. Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, and awaken the consciousness. I know, I don't know what it is, Benny. Every time I say that, I, I feel like there should be a chorus of angels or... I think that's know, what we're hearing. I'll just Aren't spread you... a little Reiki love all around the world and boy do we need it but i think yeah. that's you're part of the angel group that's why oh, you're thank here you. See? i i have had people say i'm angelic oh. and I've had people say the other thing but you know <laughs> i do what i can anyway <laughs> right? it's yeah yeah it's always great to uh be on the air and it's always great to just see benny and um and send a little bit of love out there so i hope everybody's doing okay um the news has been rough this week, and so we're going to take us take ourselves to a different level. That's what we do here on this show, and uh, do the best that we can. Uh, I am the owner of Reiki Oasis, located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last <clears throat> 27 years. I know, and uh, I'm still around because <laughs> my son says I'm only 29. Hmm. I don't know how that works. Hmm. I think you are what you say you I'm are. I'm with him. Maybe I see there's... 29. So thank you. You're thank good. you. Yeah. yeah, you're 29 too. So thank that's you. what we're going to do. <laughs> we'll have our 30th together. <laughs> Betty, I loved how you said that was perfect. <laughs> wow. um, I, you know, I want to get into the show, but I was talking yesterday to uh, one of my clients. We were doing a session and they were talking about. Uh, people's voices like you know how sometimes people have like a really resonant voice and yep and and you do <laughs> and how sometimes people have these little high voices and also um how when we get anxious our voice will change right and sometimes what do you we mean? <laughs> i have range i have a huge range yeah but I think it says a lot, you know, I'm very sound sensitive. And so now that we've played around with that, people are going to be thinking about it all day. But um, it does happen. You know, it, it really does happen. And I think it's very indicative of what's going on inside of us. So I don't know, maybe if we play with the voice and play with the sound coming out of us, we can actually change our resonance or our right. mind body connection or where we're at in the moment. And yeah, you're very uh, in tune, so to speak, with your sound and your sound bowls. You yes. play with those quite often, so. I do. Yeah, sound bowls and tuning forks. There and you go. See? The piano and mm -hmm. dad's guitar. Yep, I run around and, you know, create sound. You do it all. Yeah, I do. But um, I just have to say this because, Betty, that lifted me up when you did that. So thank you. Um, and I, I I liked it. I liked it a lot. I see why you're on the radio. Oh, yes. wow. Stop. <laughs> Anyway, we do great stuff over at Reiki Oasis. You can find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com. You can sign up for anything at schedule.ReikiOasis.com. Big shout out to my patrons. We are a patron, patron, a patron <laughs> supported show, a listener supported show. Thank you. And uh, I uh, appreciate that very, very much. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown show and become part of that family. Um, this Saturday, which is the uh, 21st, I have my monthly class with women called Temple of the Divine Feminine, and we're going to have a great time because we are in between the two full moons in Aquarius. This is a powerful time on planet Earth for uh, our, the healing of our, the woundedness of our identities. 
which is not just the feminine, it's also the masculine, but in this case, I am working with the feminine energy. So we have a lot of fun. I hope you'll join us. And then Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, I will be doing a Sunday meditation with Loretta around the full moon. And these are always uplifting. If you can't be there at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, sign up anyway. I will send you the recording of the meditation and you can listen to it at your leisure and I don't know you can listen to it over and over again who knows you know if you're like my daughter in Hawaii she just plays these radio shows to hear mom's voice you know probably because I'm not saying now listen here <laughs> it's different so uh, we are finally down to the last days of Leo season Virgo season and the full moon's just around the corner today which is August 19th Uranus enters retrograde in the sign of Taurus, where it will remain until January 18th of 2022. Uranus is that startling planet of awakening. And as it goes retrograde, we may receive deeper insights or revelations about events that have been unfolding since the start of 2021. Uranus can also bring sudden change or surprise, so we may notice some of this manifesting in our lives around the time, around this time too. And on a global level, Uranus retrograde in Taurus shines a spotlight on issues surrounding humanitarian efforts, freedom, farming and food supply, and technology-related industries. Remember, we're still under the influence of Uranus versus Saturn for the rest of this year. And as I've mentioned before, that is where we have the urge and the desire for freedom clashing with old structures, old ways of doing things, or karma, as some people would say. So that that clanging together of those planets is like a loud bell, and it's it really is working within us. We're being called to step into who we know ourselves to be and why we came to be here. On August 22nd, we have a full moon in Aquarius. This is the second full moon in Aquarius and bookends with the one that happened in July. Very rare to have two full moons in Aquarius right next to each other. And that brings in that powerful energy of doing things differently, right? That's what the age of Aquarius is about. It's about knowing who you are, stepping forward to be who you are, but also understanding how you fit into the community because we're being asked to work together and oh my what a challenge that is um i have a, a friend who used to have what she called the timeout shirt for her kids and it's hysterical it was um a great big huge shirt like you know bigger than big and uh when her two kids were fighting they both had to get inside this big shirt together <laughs> until they worked it out and you can imagine what that was like because they were already mad at each other and she's putting this big shirt on in the timeout shirt <laughs> which would eventually end up with them giggling and laughing because it's ridiculous right so I, I i'm not saying you should do that i'm just saying she did it and it was actually kind of funny her kids all grown now and they talk about it and uh kind of fondly and with cross-eyed right you know so anyway, take heart about this full moon, by the way. It's one of the softest moons we've seen in a while. And we're coming out of the powerful energy of the Lion's Gate, which has just been roaring all months. 
So this beautiful full moon is going to just kind of soften things up. It's going to help us connect to the bigger picture of ourselves. And uh, Jupiter, the, the, the lucky star, I sometimes call Jupiter the planet of expansion, is very active at the time of this full moon. And it can bring abundance, prosperity, and even good luck. But it can also shine a bright spotlight on issues that need addressing in our life. So trust whatever comes up. And then shortly after this full moon, the sun will leave the fiery, bold zodiac of Leo and enter the earthy zodiac of Virgo. Virgo represents independence, inner strength, and the knowing that we are made of source energy. In this contact, in this context, the word virgin is a symbol of wholeness. Our innate and true state of being is already whole, and we're the universe in a human shell. We are the entire ocean in a drop of water. And it's the energy that Virgo brings that can remind us of this. Virgo is very resourceful and its gifts lie in making the best out of everything. Its independence and inner strength can teach us that not only can we fill our own cup, but we can also find practical ways to ensure that it never runs dry. Wow, we can take all the fiery energy of Leo and integrate it deeper and use it as fuel for self-care, boosting our productivity, finding our independence and knowing everything we need is really always within. And as we all know, sometimes it's hard to access that. So as we approach Virgo, as we approach the equinox, we may be able to look back on the journey we've traveled and start to see how we can make the best of wherever we have landed. And I can't think of a better segue to bring my guest into the show today, because uh, we're talking about <laughs> how to take how to take whatever's going on, how to take obstacles and turn them into opportunities. My guest today is Carl David Blake. He has been known to be a college professor. There's rumors. He is a filmmaker and producer of six films, at least, right? And they're excellent, by the way. I, I peeked into them. He has written a college English textbook, which I just live like, who does that? And he's also a co-author with Amit Goswami, PhD, and Gary Stewart of the book Quantum Activation, Transforming Obstacles into Opportunities. Um, Carl was born in the Bronx, New York. He has degrees in biology, zoology, and mass communication. He's very pragmatic in his earthly approach. Great, just before Virgo to have you here, to the current problems that plague mankind. And he's also a Guinness World Record holder for the longest wedding dress train. <laughs> I love that, which he used during the filming of the movie differences between men and women welcome to the show carl david thank you blake yay thank you Look. so much thank you so much <laughs> yes i recognize that book do you now because yes. your Hold picture your pic there's your picture right on the back with some yeah. other wonderful great greatness and for those on youtube this is the book quantum activation and oh, my goodness um this book is so timely um it's it's so timely yeah. So go yeah. go ahead. Yeah. Well, it, it, the book 
actually emerged out of an opportunity because what happened, where the idea came from was I was put, I still am putting together this documentary on the capacity of the human brain. I've got all these scientists around the world. We're ready to, you know, start getting funding. And then COVID hit and knocked everybody for a loop. And we were actually toying around with the idea of the book. We had notes and we, you know, we met a few times and we were going to do it after the movie. And then when COVID hit, I'm like, let's do it now. <laughs> you know, so we used that opportunity. So uh, it, was, it was really a very pragmatic book. And we had a lot of different ideas that we were running by each other. And it, it got really deep into education. It got deep into uh, spirituality. It just got deep into a lot of different areas. So we went through many iterations. And it, it, like I said, the opportunity when everybody was, was like panicking, I'm like, uh, this is really good that I can get this book done. Uh, so, you know, we got together, you know, Dr. Mikaswamy, who's, you know, good friends with Deepak Chopra. And, you know, we, we got the quote on the front. Um, Amit is a dear friend of mine, and I ran some ideas by him, and he just loved it. He was actually the first person who wanted to be on the movie, too. You know, when I, uh, when I was chatting with him about different energy levels, he was like, hey, come on up here to Eugene, Oregon, and, um, uh, yeah, and, and let's meet. I'm like, sure, I've never been up there. So we hung out, and we, we just became like best buddies like that, that moment. So uh, we, we talked talk to him about a lot of different running a lot of different ideas because right now I'm, I'm, I'm working on my next book. So. <laughs> I love that. Um, I've met on it and he is just the dearest man. And uh, I've had him on the show uh, quite a few times, but um, he's also super brilliant and uh, it, it blows me away. Like he he'll start talking and you're just like, right. You know, it's crazy. Um, can you uh, explain to the listening audience? What is quantum? activation what does the title mean what is that the, we're using quantum principles one of the things about uh, uh amit you know dr Goswami, and a lot of people when they're listening they don't know the difference a lot of times between the real science and, and the quantum the quantum is is essentially the kind of microscopic version of of of, of uh, physics you know, they, you, you get, so, so as we go deep, you could go deeper one way out there in the universe and you go just as deep microscopically, you know, and the universe is, it's this, it's almost like a reflection of each other. It's really weird. Uh, so quantum activation is, is to use these quantum principles, not to separate the uh, spiritual from the science and people think they're opposed and i said they're not yeah. opposed they support each other here's what i tell everybody in the spiritual side the spiritual creative side they're we're the ones who come up with all the ideas once it becomes science they take it they move it over to the science that's why spirituality always looks like it's lagging behind because every time science proves it they grab it and take it as their own for example, there was that one Chinese art of healing where you put needles into somebody, you know, acupuncture. 50 years ago, that was woo-woo crazy stuff. Now, some insurance companies cover it, right? So it was woo-woo crazy. Now it's, it's, it, it's, it's normalized. Also, you're going to see that happening with Reiki. I'm telling you, listen to me right now. In 10 years, Reiki, yeah. 10, 15 years, Reiki is going to be where massage was about 10 years ago, 20 years ago. 
Uh, people don't really know about it. I didn't know about it until I did the movie. And when I went to some Reiki mess, I'm like, wow, this works. What is this? Uh, you also have to go to a, a practitioner who is who is certified in that. But I that's the that's the the the, the great divide is uh, spirituality and creativity have the answers that haven't been proven yet by science. That's why it always seems like it lags, but it is does not lag behind. Oh, I like what grab those together. We need to grab it together. They're, 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 they're both sides of that same coin and they, and they support each other. Most scientists are not atheists. That's what people think. Mm. Oh, you go to science. I'll say it again. Most scientists are not atheists. Wow. I, I love everything that you said. I want to, I want to go out and pull out a couple of points because obviously I run Reiki Oasis. So I've done Reiki for almost 30 years and I'm here you. to tell you that 30 years ago, <laughs> even even as recently as now, people will say, what do you do? What is that? Right. And um, I agree with you. I think that it's becoming more mainstream. More and more people are understanding about energy and, and vibration and frequency, what what is going on with us at all levels. And yeah, I, I'm thrilled when uh, people want to get into these things, because I really do believe it is, quote unquote, the medicine of the future, as well as the sound healing, right? Yeah. And by the way, that's very scientific. Um, I also love what you said about science and spirituality, um, figuring this out, you know, how to go hand in hand and spirituality, spirituality pl plus creativity. And wow, I, I want you to say more about that because I just love that idea. Yeah, the one thing I was going to ask you, uh, if, I'm, if, yeah. if I can ask you is, um, I recently got into Reiki. If you could explain to the audience what Reiki is, because I don't want to, you're the expert, because a lot of people, I think, would benefit by this practice. So if you yeah. could just give like a one minute explanation. That would I'd, be wonderful. I'd love to. And by the way, I believe everybody should learn Reiki, uh, even children. Um, uh, when I was in the, uh, and I'll just say this and then I'll give an explanation of Reiki. When uh, I was in the temples of Egypt and I take groups to Egypt for spiritual journeys, um, I saw many places where they had their hands above people, right? With the energy coming. And I also saw a, a place where... Um, Akhenaten was blowing into the children. And uh, in the attunements with Reiki, we use the breath as well as the chi. So Reiki is, is uh, Rei means universal life force. And Ki, Reiki, is uh, the Japanese word for chi. Reiki comes from tra uh, Japanese tradition through a man named Mikao Yasui, who studied way, way far back. And if you get deep into Reiki, you discover that it's actually it didn't come from Mikao Yasui. It came from, it's always been on planet Earth and we have a natural way of healing and a way to think of it is an exchange of energy. It's an exchange of high, pure chi. So the Reiki practitioner is not using their energy. They're, they're channeling the chi from that's in the world all around us all the time and uh, bringing it in kind of in a, in a uh, very intentional way and helping you plug into an energetic wall socket 
so that your body can tap into its innate healing wisdom. So that's a simple way of saying it, but it is like getting an electrical charge or smoothing you out or clearing you out. Like if you run, uh, if you run water through something, it will clear it out, right? So in the same way in Reiki, you're bringing energy in and you're moving it through the body in a very purposeful way and finding where are the blockages, where does the body need some help and uh, addressing that actually at all levels. So in Reiki, we always say if you have a physical dis-ease and we, we always say dis-ease, not disease, right? If you have a physical dis-ease, it's always coming from emotional, mental, psychological, or even a spiritual imbalance. So Reiki addresses it at the deepest level in order to produce uh, the uh, concept of healing. Although we do not heal anybody, you heal yourself, right? Excellent. So, because, you know, mm -hmm. I always thought mm -hmm. that uh, uh, every uh, doctor should have a nutritionist, a massage therapist, and a Reiki master on their... On uh, in their office, because the, you you want to get more total healing. And for anybody out there who's not tried Reiki, I I I'm new to it. The the because one of the things that I wanted to do with the with the movie is before I got everybody on, and I wanted to make sure that they were real. So I said, okay, you got to you know I'm not trying to get free things, but you got to give, you know, uh, uh, co two complimentary things, whatever whatever you do. For, for uh, so we can see if you're real and how it works. And I, there was one woman in uh, Los Angeles who who, uh, who gave me this free Reiki thing, and I was just completely blown away. I said, yeah. I, will, I will send everybody yeah. to humanly possible. What the heck is this thing? What just happened? Yeah. It so, is very powerful. Something else I want to say too is that, um, it, you know, there you can do distance. Reiki, which people just don't understand, but it, it has to do with the, the collective uh, conscious field of all that is, right? And also, if people are interested, you can Google and take a look. There's many, many places that are now having uh, Reiki practitioners in the surgical, uh, uh, when people are getting surgery, that they, and there's pictures of it, where people are there and they're um, beaming Reiki, they're holding the space. And I have a lot of clients that when they have surgery, they'll let me know. And I have a Reiki strike force <laughs> and we send distance Reiki and, and we'll support the person while they're having uh, surgery. I have a physician who I, I won't name because I don't have permission to do that, who actually sends um, his clients to me before surgery because he discovered once they've had Reiki, they require less anesthesia and they heal faster. So something that's measurable with Reiki is the increase of the oxygen carrying capacity of the red blood cells. And if you know anything about health, you'll know that's a big deal, right? So, and the relaxation response, which. Yeah, and, and the guy who wrote the book, the relaxation response, excellent <laughs> book too. So anyway, thank you. Obviously it's one of my passions. I and, yes. um, you know, when I was directed into it, I, I always tell people I was, uh, uh, excited, stupid, right? And maybe it's that spirituality and creativity. But once I learned about Reiki and learned it, I was like, I have to do this now. I have to do this for everybody. And lo and behold, it's obviously part of my why I'm here because people started coming immediately and it's never stopped. So um, yeah, yeah. And I do teach Reiki for those that are listening. I do and I have classes coming up in the fall. And that's one of the many modalities. Huh. When <laughs> 
when I was again preparing to do this documentary, or still I'm still going to do, uh, I was invited over to Switzerland to see brain surgery the first time, and that was that blew me away. That yeah. blew me away. <laughs> I thought that I would stand behind, you know, that glass that you see and everybody's sitting there watching. So I walk into one room and they say, Mr. Blake, strip down to your underwear, put on the gown, put on the shoes, put on the hat, wash your hands, don't touch anything, walk oh through God. the door. I'm like, just to stand behind the glass? <laughs> I, I walk in there, I'm in the operating room, the anesthesiologist grabs me behind the arm, pulls me right into the surgery. I'm so close, I could touch the human brain. It beats. And I can tell you, I can tell you that there was re odd spiritual things going on in that room that that brain was aware of every single thing wow. in that room. Yeah. And I said to him, I said, that brain is aware of us. He goes, oh, absolutely. You, you, I can tell you when it's not going to like, we're going to do a little procedure. It's not going to like it. Watch the blood pressure go up. This person's knocked out. It shouldn't know. Watch. And all of a sudden it goes blip. And I said, how did, it, how did it know to do that? He said, it is aware of everything in this room. And because it's European, they talk about it differently than they talk yeah. about it here. So afterward, you know, he said, yeah, you know, sometimes I have little back issues. And I said, you know, so what do you take for that? He goes, I never take the drugs I give people. I go to an acupuncturist and a Reiki <laughs> master. And I'm like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? This is like the head neuroanesthesiologist there at a major hospital in, in, in Geneva. And I was like, you go to, oh, shoot, I'm, I'm signing up for acupuncture. <laughs> you know, that's it. If you're using it, I'm going to use it. So they have one foot further in the integrative here. There's one for your audience. We don't call it alternative healing because we're not, uh, we're not using it in place of anything else. Right. Call it integrative. So remember the term integrative because you'll be, you'll be corrected. Uh, so use the word integrative means you use them together. A lot of people like Western medicine because they have really great diagnostic tools. Yeah, And then the healing tools, they want to change. They don't want to use modern medicines, uh, Western medicines, all their healing tools. Sometimes it's great. And sometimes they integrate. They want to use others as well. So, um, yeah, yeah. Uh, years ago, I did uh, Reiki in the hospital and, and uh, came in under the, uh, the pastoral section and they called it complementary care and uh, um, complementary care, integrative is absolutely right because we don't want to replace anything but we want to complement it we want to integrate it we want to bring in the mind body and because you're not just a liver or a heart you're actually a whole being and that to me you being there watching that brain i'm just like freaked out and excited at the same time like oh my gosh because um i also do uh, i'm a clinical hypnotherapist and you know some of the things and even in the energy work that i do with reiki or or the channeling work or anything we know that the brain is aware of everything whether that's conscious or subconscious whether we say it's in the akashic record whatever however you want to say it um there we are absolutely conscious and aware beings and man that's powerful what you just said i'm just blown away well the the, the thing is that oh. you hear 
you know, like a, a friend of a friend of a friend of a friend say stuff like that. I am telling you firsthand. <laughs> I know. <laughs> right now, there was things going in that room that that brain was aware of when it was completely unconscious. Well, and I got goosebumps. I was like, you can feel it, you know, when there's that thing going on, because I'll have people come to me and they'll go, Loretta, I don't know what's going on, but is there somebody in the room here? You know, like that, that awareness at some level and, and, you know, yeah, yeah. Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah. Well, one of the things that, uh, one of the terms that I used in, in the book when, when I, when I mentioned a little bit about uh, uh, the spirituality, I said, we live in a self-recording universe. I want you to think about this for a second where everything is recorded. Uh, you could look at a planet, you could see the size of the planet, you could tell where we are in the uh, hydrogen helium ratio of it, of the nuclear fission or fusion, you could you could tell uh, how many atoms are in it, how far away it is, how hot it is, how big it is, and it might not even exist. Yeah. If that should blow your mind, yeah, that should blow your mind. We live in a self-recording. Whatever did this wants us to work and find out. It doesn't want to, it's not putting blinders on us. It is saying like, even like Jesus said, seek and you shall find. People need to know this. People need to know this, that, that it, whatever, we just don't believe anything. Uh, just search, research. It's there. It, it's opening up to you nonstop. And I think that if one of my big frustrations on the planet is with all this fighting, I wish there were a place where we could get together and continually exchange ideas because there's no one uh, uh, culture that has all the answers. We could learn, we learn from each other. You can't replace the shamans in like Peru with, you know, uh, maybe the shamans in Egypt or whoever, whatever no. they're called. We have all of this knowledge that we need to share with each other. And I think that's what podcasting, actually podcasting is very medieval. Okay. It, it, the way they used to, <laughs> the way they used to learn in medieval period is you, you would go get your traveling scholars and that's kind of what I am on your show. So you invite the traveling scholars uh, to your kingdom and you sit around a table and you learn that way. That's how the, all the elite learned. So what happened is now podcasting is going back into the medieval period, but they're broadcasting it. So it's yeah. absolutely, it's brilliant in a way where people can learn by not having to be in that kingdom. I could just watch that kingdom. So it's very interesting how podcasting is replacing education in this country at a drastic rate. So we're going back into the medieval period, but also going forward because of the technology. So you have a, you have a chance. The only thing that's missing is we're not eating turkey legs and drinking grog. <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Rats, but, uh, I was looking forward to that. You know? I know. <laughs> I I'm, want to I'm top waiting. the bones, right? <laughs> you, you have to promise me sometime you have to put that turkey legs and grog there. So okay. we have to do officially. <laughs> but you do know in the grog glasses, I'm going to be the professor right now, in the grog glasses, when you see them in, in, in all the pictures, most of the time they would drink water and tea in those grog, they weren't drunk 24 seven. Of course, <laughs> Americans like to think that and say, you know, it's like you're, you know, like your coffee cup. How many times did you drink water out of a coffee cup? Like every day, you know? So, that, so I want people to take a look at that and say, no, no, they weren't drunk all the time. <laughs> 
really glad to hear that. <laughs> but, but they did have those grog uh, um, mugs, and they did they did have the turkey legs. That that was a a a, a very big uh, ceremony where you started. That was their hors d'oeuvres a lot of times. And so I'm waiting for one podcast to have those turkey legs on there. So yeah. I'm hoping it's you. <laughs> we'll we'll do it. We're going to take a little station break. And uh, this, of course, is the original Loretta Brown. And my guest today I'm really enjoying is Carl David Blake. And he's one of the co-authors of Quantum Activation, Transforming Obstacles into Opportunities, which, my goodness, Carl, if anyone can do that, it's you. And uh, so we'll take a little station break and we'll be right back. Energy is powerful. It's all around us, mysterious, full of potential. Directing positive healing energy to raise your vibrational rate through Reiki can change your life. Reiki master Loretta Brown has relieved stress, sadness, anger, and even helped clients lose weight, stop smoking, and end sleep disorders. Worldwide, people have sought out Reiki Oasis. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Hi, I'm Dr. Michael Knorr with your health tip of the day from the African American Wellness Project. Prostate cancer is the most common cancer for men, but African American men are more at risk. That's primarily because it's often diagnosed when it's more advanced. The good news is that diagnosed early in most prostate cancer can be treated effectively. If you're a man over 50 or have a family history of prostate cancer, talk to your doctor today about a test. For more information, visit aawellnessproject.org. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show. I'm Loretta Brown. Find out more about me at ReikiOasis.com or the KKNW Archives, where you can listen to these shows over and over, download them. We're on uh, iTunes, Podcast One, Spotify, Audible. We're all over the place. So uh, find us there, as well as the the YouTubes are on the uh, KKNW YouTube channel. My guest today, Carl David Blake, who is an amazing man. I'm really enjoying our conversation. The book that we're promoting today is Quantum Activation. He's one of the co-authors, Transforming Obstacles into Opportunities. Where are we at, Carl? Well, we, we were talking about the different modalities of Reiki, and I mentioned to you that before I did this book, that I was putting together a documentary on the human brain, because I really wanted to know the capacity, and then it just branched out into all of these other areas. What I wanted to do was to, you know, ask some of these scientists, you know, what can you do to enhance your brain as you get older? Yes. Is there a way to do that? And a lot of them said, Yes. So I was writing down, you know, some of the in- information on, on how to do that. And then, like I said, when COVID hit, I, I decided I was going to, we were you know, do this book. We were going to do it after the movie. I said, hey, let's do it before it. There's a lot of people that kind of need that information. And it to transform obstacles and opportunities, I want to make it clear. It's not always easy. 
<laughs> you know, think, oh, I'm an expert. It's easy. It, you know, it's 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 kind of like working out. Uh, I, it, it's not easier for a person who is in good shape to continue working out. It's it's hard for them every every day. You know, they do that. It's hard for anybody who plays an instrument to keep practicing. It's hard for anybody who is a practitioner of Reiki or, or something else to continue the continuing education and stuff. So I, I want to make it clear that this stuff is not easy and we all go through massive challenges in our lives. And, and these days, I feel like I, sometimes I'm, I'm in like a, a weird novel. <laughs> I, I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, if you would have told me like three years ago, you know, there's going to be COVID, it's going to like just <laughs> devastate the population. You're going to live in Salt Lake City. <laughs> I'd be like, what? You know, I wouldn't have believed all the stuff that's going on right now. So it's, I think we have to use some type of methodologies to get us through and keep us positive. Because I, like I said, I could get angry just like everybody else. Trust me, there's a lot of things that frustrate me in the world. I think one of the th biggest things is, is what they're doing with the educational system. Mm -hmm. I'm hoping that it reemerges because it looks like they actually call, the, these parents are getting together and they're, and they're calling these things pod learning. From, oh. I guess from podcasting and they're getting these kids eight, eight to like uh, 12, 14 kids together and they're hiring a teacher and they just teach our 14 kids. And they say, well, if you go to the school, uh, uh, private school, they cost all this money. But, you know, if each paid $10,000 and there's 12 kids, that's $120,000. You're going to get a pretty good teacher for that kind of money. Yeah, so yeah. there, uh, there's, there's a whole push against it. But right now they're saying, wow, so we could have visitors. We, we, could, we could do integrative teaching. We could bring, uh, you know, I, I've seen them bring, you know, heard of them bringing, you know, uh, Reiki masters, massage therapy to these kids and everything. Because there's a whole field of yeah. massage, even for infants, you know? Yes. So uh, these modalities are, are really starting to get stirred up and people are looking at it, looking at the old ways of doing it, not to, to discredit it, but saying, wow, maybe we should get some more spirituality there in our school systems. Maybe we should start talking about it because kids want to talk about that stuff. What are we doing here? Uh, wh why am I on earth? What am I made of? Where is God? What is this stuff? And we, we have some answers to those things. We're just not discussing it. You know, so I, I think it's so important for us to have these conversations. Yeah, and then hence podcasting. I, I definitely agree with that. Kind of like what I was saying earlier, and I keep saying it every week on my show is we have entered a new era, right? It's a, call it an evolution of consciousness, call it the age of Aquarius, call it Bob. It doesn't matter. Um, the point being that we're at a place where, like you say, I, I'm also with you. I think we need to begin by having conversations. Um, many people are in denial, right? Many people are very rigid in, in where they're at. Many people are, I'm going to say, stuck or they want to go back. And, and the, the subtitle of your book, Transforming Obstacles into Opportunities, um, I'm looking at this pandemic as, as the big obstacle of the whole planet going boink. Like, okay, you guys have been moving forward in a certain way and now that doesn't work. And so talk a little bit about how do we transform um, obstacles into opportunities? What is the quantum recipe for moving forward? The, one of the biggest things is education and communication. Okay. It's so important that we communicate with each other because 
we're, we're much more alike than separate. You know what I'm saying? If you go, all you have to do is, and I, I love the, the the fact you go to Egypt. I want to be on one of those trips one day. Uh, but when you, you you have to travel to see different people, and you're and you start look, seeing all the similarities. You know, um, <clears throat> I remember when I was in Prague. Uh, was it two years ago, three years ago? And um, I said, you know, I, I was texting a friend. You could text from there, you know. Uh, and, uh, <laughs> yes, you can. <laughs> and I was saying, you want to know something? I don't see one person on their phone chatting or texting with anybody else. These people actually like each other. It's really weird because they pay attention to each other. And one of the things today is, I'm seeing this more and more. I'm seeing this in one direction, both directions, is people don't see value in other people unless what can they do for me? And you have no idea the enormous value you see in other people. One of my big things is I like to have breakfast, okay? My big thing is at breakfast with my friends. Like, Are you obsessed with breakfast? I said, no. I see value in you having a meeting with me and we're talking. And sometimes I've been on the, you know, uh, breakfast on the beach, especially down in Redondo Beach with my buddies. We'll talk four or five hours. And um, people aren't doing that anymore like that. We're not, we're not seeing the value. Go out to a restaurant, you're not seeing the value with the other person on the other side of the table. And I think that there's, a, we have to see the value in other people and not just what they could bring to you. So what's happening right now, we're seeing the spiritual movement really doing that. And then we're seeing the other people not. So we're seeing a split and no one knows where the split is going. Mm -hmm. uh, there are people that are just really like uh, you're seeing the obesity epidemic going. And then you're seeing these kids like, you know, 18, 20 years old in phenomenal shape. Like, you've never seen anybody like it, like 5%. I'm like, what is going on here? We were never in that good of shape when we were 20. And, and they're running marathons and doing this and going, geez, that's like off the charts. And then you see the rest of them, they, they, they have all of these, you know, d disorders. So it's like, what's going on? I'm seeing a, a split. And as far as the obstacles, we have to communicate better. We have to see the value in other people. You have to see that's part of spirituality. You don't know what that other person knows. You know, you yeah. don't know who that other person is. Like you and I could be sitting, waiting for an Outback restaurant next to each other, and we might not even talk and look at us talk now. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's absolutely you right. See, you have to see that in other people. And, um, uh, you know, just going, you know, I haven't traveled enough, but I've seen enough where everywhere in the world, people love to communicate. They love to exchange ideas. They love to do that. And that's where the podcasting is coming in. But so I think it's great podcasting. I think it's great reading of, of like that. But if there's one message you get, see the value in other people. They, they have, there's a whole spiritual past. We don't even know how far back they are. One of the things that I think on this planet is your job is you have to find your soul family and they need you as much as you need them. Don't just look at what you can get out of them. Oh, yeah. I could go over here and I go to Greece and I have a place to stay when I go there. What do you bring? 
Look at that and think about that. And if there is an afterlife, and I'm telling you there's something after this, okay? When I walked into that room, in, in, in the surgical <laughs> room, and all that weird stuff was going on, I'm telling you, you know, there's, there's, you know, like uh, Shakespeare said, there's more things in heaven and earth than dreamt of in your philosophies, Horatio, than even dreamt of. So you you might cut yourself off from something spiritually, and it could be deleterious to your soul. Be open to other people. Now, I didn't say stupid, but be open to other people. Look at them as value. They're value everywhere. And I wish people would see that. Well, I... Uh, I feel like you're activating my brain a lot right now, and I love it. Uh, but I'm I'm thinking of a couple of things um, with this divisive narrative going on on planet Earth. Right, a lot of people, like I said, are getting really stuck. And you you mention uh, somewhere along the line about getting rid of toxic people, <sighs> and 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 I want you to talk more about that. But I'm also thinking about how. When I was a child, we were taught, stranger, stranger, beware, beware. And it's like, wait a minute, like you say, don't be stupid. But one of the great things about, you know, because I lived in Saudi Arabia almost nine years also, as well as traveling the whole world. And I am a, a big proponent on, we are all human, but my goodness, we have different experiences. And that exchange of information is vitally important for us to truly understand. So. If you could talk a little bit about toxic people, and I look at it like maybe you could open the doors to some different people. Anyway, please go ahead. Yeah. I do believe I do believe there's an energy transfer between people, massive, 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 and I do believe there are those uh, toxic. I'm, we'll call them toxic because that that's one of the best ways to do it. <clears throat> you owe, you do not owe anybody a miserable life. People think, oh, I have to rough it out with this relative or that. You don't owe anybody a miserable life. You owe yourself the best life possible. And with that, you can bring other people um, a, a good life as well and enhance their lives. So these ne this negativity is no difference if you put your hand on a stove. You know, it's like uh, it's that energy transfer from the stove to your hand is bad. OK, if you, you have a heat, it, it's it's it could be good. So these people, when you look at the uh, sociopath, psychopath, narcopath, narcissist, these people do not have good intentions and they're everywhere. Yeah. And, you know, people have heard me say this, get rid of the negative people out of your life. One of the things that, one of the things I did was I did this little video where I asked over 400 women, what is the most important thing you learned in the last three years of your life? And it was stunning on what they told me. It was, I had no idea. I had no idea you women were thinking about this during the day. So it's on my YouTube channel. But one of the things that um, was number one, and I, I, I said, I would not have guessed this in a billion, 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 billion years. So, uh, the, the women said, no one ever told us how to love ourselves. And I was completely flawed. I said, I thought because of feminism, you're walking around loving yourselves, kissing yourselves on the hand, thinking about how wonderful you are. Just, oh my God, no, 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 no. They never taught us how to love ourselves. And I was like, that comes from uh, some of the toxicity of when you're growing up. You know, how many teachers said, I appreciate you, you students. 
you know, how many teachers really, how many principals say that? Like, you know, you're in this regimen thing, we're taught not to love ourselves. So that's a huge part of it. It's a, it's a, a very toxic part. Not what's wrong with appreciating yourself. If a kid now, when you used to daydream as a kid, I hate to tell you that was meditating. So we stop kids from daydreaming. Now they're going adults are all messed up. And now they have to pay somebody to learn how to meditate. Who are the best meditators on the planet? Children. Children are experts. They have a PhD in meditation. So we, we have to, we have, un, we unlearn something. Did you ever remember lying in the grass, looking at the sky for hours? Yes. Excellent matter. There are no yes. swamis in India that are that can beat a kid lying in the grass looking at the at the sky. They yes. know their brains. They know how to do this. So again, this toxicity is is kept us out of our own natural way of healing ourselves. I mean, you can't go at work and say, "I'm lying in the grass." You guys can figure out this problem, <laughs> right? But you probably need to do that. Mm-hmm. You probably need to do that. There was a, 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 you've been in San Francisco, I'm sure, right? Years ago, and I tell people about this, they don't even believe me. When I went to San Francisco right out of college, I stayed in a place called Stockton. I was so, sofa surfing. And Stockton was yucky, but um, I would drive <laughs> into uh, uh, um, San Francisco. And I'm not making this up. You used to go to the parks and businessmen in their briefcases, with their briefcases, would be lying down taking naps in the park. Like dozens of them. Kids would be playing like, you know, guitar uh, on on blankets. And I'm going, this is like a scene out of a movie. And I said to a friend, we're never going to see this again. This beauty of everybody just kind of getting together in these parks, you know, um, it was amazing. And, uh, you know, we, I just used to love the vibe of San Francisco. It was hands down one of the most beautiful cities in the world. You know, something happened where yeah. we're in a, uh, I, I don't, I don't have the answers, but I could tell you by valuing each other, valuing each other, and then looking, you know, um, uh, uh, in and then communicating we have to see that. Like you've been everywhere in the world. You've seen, you see people like uh, everybody just wants to go to like a restaurant and talk and joke yeah. and, and they have their own food and they have their own, um, uh, 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 their ways of doing things. One of the things about the dinner table and here's like, uh, you know, getting rid of toxic people, communicating. The dinner table is sacred everywhere in the world. If you go back yes, to the medieval, everywhere in the world, every yeah. single culture. And we, once we've made that non-sacred, we've lost a massive portion of our, our culture, our culture and our education. When you bring that back again, like it, when I go to breakfast, it's not just to have eggs. I know how to make eggs. I can make pancakes too. Um, it's to, it's to fellowship with people there. Even sometimes the waitress, I've had waitresses sit down at our table and talk, you know, and say, oh my God. I was in Redondo Beach with my two buddies and this woman stands up, she walks over to me, goes, I was listening to your entire conversation. I'm so sorry. It was just so interesting. I couldn't help it. I just had to admit it. And I said, that's okay. That's okay. 
But that's one of the things that we've lost. We don't go out for dinner. Well, the famous saying is you go, you don't go out for dinner for what's on the table. You go out for dinner for what's in the chairs. Remember that, you know, and I, we've lost a lot of that. So when you see so other cultures are following, but when you see other cultures, they don't act like us. People think they do, they don't. Not everywhere, you have to go parts of the world. When you see people, they really appreciate each other. And it's so important to communicate. Like when you have a cup of coffee, I haven't been to Ethiopia, but I have I know a lot of them in, in Los Angeles and I've been to their coffee ceremonies and stuff like that. It's very important. You pay attention to the culture and you pay attention to the people around you. It's a whole cultural aspect and you appreciate, you thank everybody for bringing you the coffee, bringing you this. It's, I, we, we're, we know this for the ones who travel, but I wish people would start seeing that podcasting is a yearning to go back to the dinner table or the table where meaning and conversation take place. Now you have to watch it on the rate on, on, on YouTube podcasting, and you should be doing this at home. You should yeah. be doing this. You should be inviting people, you know, and, and you're going to see podcasting. This is total, this is medieval. We're in the dark ages too, dark ages too, but it's being podcast. Look at, don't, the dinner table is sacred. Please remember that, always. <laughs> I love that so much. Um, having traveled the world, I, I just totally, and live living in another part of the world, um, very important. Uh, like you say, it is the fellowship. And in other places where I've been, people are like, would you, will you come and, and have tea with us? Will you have, you know, this piece of bread with us? And they are so thrilled and their whole family will come, right? Like you're just the best guest of honor. So we're down to about one minute. Um, where can, I know, where can people find you, find more about you? And, um, uh, what would you like to close with? Well, uh, you can find me at Carl David Blake Productions. The, the, uh, that's my website and you there will be uh, a link to the book the book is on amazon and uh, that's basically what, what i'm doing i'm 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 going to be directing a short film where a cute little girl reads the news so she's going to change it up i uh, so i've got a few other short films i want to do up here because i want to get acclimated to the movie making business up here then i want to uh, hit that documentary i'm due yes and quantum activation thank you for holding that up i appreciate that and uh i just had a wonderful time you're just a wonderful person i could feel the great energy coming through the here thank you so you. much i appreciate you thank you i appreciate you and all to my listeners thank you so much enjoy that big full moon and oh my goodness spread the love around let's start talking and eating together fellowship quantum activation, transforming obstacles into opportunities. Blessings, everybody. Thank you so much.